man, you might not know, but I've been taking footage or doing trial takes like five times already. I've been doing this for the past R. Hopefully you get this on this on this last one. Uh, again, this is Symbols of Shoutcasting. We're already in episode two. Topic, making money in esports. So let's get started. Can you make money or let, let's be more specific. Can you make good money in esports? The short answer is yes you can definitely make money in esports or the industry itself you can make money in any industry but is it consistent is it stable the answer to that in esports is no nada there is a lot of people that have put a good part or a good chunk of their lives you know pursuing this industry because we believe in it because we hope to be able to stay in it live in it for as long as possible because it's the dream for us but the sad reality is it's not there for everybody. We want it to be, to be there for everybody, but it's so cutthroat that some people get so burnt out after a few years that they just go back or, you know, just don't chase it anymore because of how filthy um, or how filthy difficult it is to just get uh, more sustainability here. And that is already a thing. You know, making money in esports is not easy. It's simple though, but it's not easy. Um, there's a lot of things, a lot of factors that make it very difficult. And one of them could probably be because there's not, obviously there's not a lot of work for everybody there. Um, you'd have to have a certain, you have to have a certain amount of adaptability to yourself. And I'm a prime example of somebody who did not adapt to a certain trend. So when everybody was doing Mobile Legends at like 2017, 2018, I did not like it at all. I just, I just don't believe in the game. I mean, it's a good game for maybe other people out there, but I still prefer my PC games. Uh, I have casted mobile games before, but those are games that I just enjoyed way back, like AOV as well as um, PUBG Mobile. But if I could, I would still chase PC gaming. Now, I'm sorry if I'm not looking at you directly, guys. I am thinking a lot of this stuff uh, in my brain. <laughs> but uh, again, the adaptability of that, you know, if you're not able to adapt, sometimes uh, that's just that's just it. The trend, some the money actually follows the trend. And if you're not able to follow the trend yourself, money will come will not come your way. It's a sad truth, sad reality, but that is the reality that we live in. Uh, one of the talking points that I wanted to uh, illustrate to you guys here is where does esports make its money from? So wherever, when, uh, however you are, maybe if you're in a tournament organizer body, you're in a uh, broadcast company, if you're a esports talent, or maybe you're a creative, you know, those people who do the video, the awesome videos, the videographers, the editors, the uh, photographers, stuff like that. Uh, maybe even the pro players. There is one word that will always come up. And this is the one thing that is making esports float in terms of revenue. And that is sponsors. Sponsors are the main factor, the main income stream for people or for esports to thrive maybe even in the industry to thrive you'd think 
that you know basketball doesn't thrive on sponsorships you, you see everywhere there's branding left and right and center i mean goodness me you see nike you see jordans you see adidas under armor there's so much branding in sports and that is where a good chunk of their money comes from because uh, again sponsors sponsors want to spend money and why do these sponsors want to spend money on esports one easy thing viewership so okay let's 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 break it down first your let's say um your let's say nvidia or no no let's go for something a bit bigger your let's say nike you're looking for a way to advertise your brand you know you put maybe uh, commercials on tvs yes you go for the people who don't really use computers but how do you get to people who are playing computers using computers non-stop maybe their phones non-stop think you go for where there's a lot of viewership and where does that viewership come from esports a lot of esports tournaments cater or rake in billions of views every year billions and not even i'm not even dawdling like that there's like one stream can even rack up to a million viewers if you are in the right place at the right time and these guys they're thinking to themselves why haven't we tried to reach out to this market they might not they might know our brand but they might not know us as well so we need another way for them to figure uh to you know to find us out and one of those things is getting into the esports industry so they reach out to one of these organizers they say to let's say maybe Mineski or uh let's say goriath yo we want to make a tournament let's call it the npl the nike pro league because we want to expand our new line of esports footwear or some or some crap like that and we're gonna be dropping a hundred million dollars on this bam there's your uh there's your big money in esports the the sponsors who want to spend money to advertise their brands and you can call me out on this but i'm pretty sure that that is where a good chunk of money comes from um unless you're pro players that are fighting for uh prize pools from tournaments uh most of the people who try to do the other stuff has to make money off of this one so if you're a tournament organizer or a broadcast company that's your where your money comes from and then you kind of branch out a little bit so you go to these talents you go to these creatives and you pay them a portion of that money so that they work for you and that is where esports uh talents kind of get their money from you know a portion of this uh, money all right let's uh let's let's talk about a situation here that i've uh, experienced before you know how being a freelance, uh, you don't even have to be an esports talent to relate to this, where you would you would agree on two weeks later you have to pay me after I do the job. That you you have to process. Yeah, I, I I understand. You have to process your payment first. It goes through your financing, your HRs or whatever you want to call it, and two weeks later it has to be on me. But ever so slightly as a freelancer, maybe more so in esports uh, esports freelancing where we get delayed our payments months maybe even a year where we're freelancing we need the cash because it's our lifeline and they pay us up and they pay us a year after maybe even two years after 
you could see how difficult that situation is. I don't even know why I started this topic, but uh, th this talking avenue where I'm talking about how long it is to get our payments. But you can see that it, it's a little bit difficult for talents to get uh, to get their money straight up because sometimes the sponsors don't pay on time. They might have their own uh, processing where oh thank you for you know creating this tournament it was awesome guys but we have to process it 45 days afterwards and we'll get your payment after so you have to wait and the only thing you can do it is as any sports talent is you have to ask the the ones who hired you is it there yet is it there yet is it there yet and it's a terrible practice it's, it's a damn terrible practice you have to pay on time because it's not professional guys but it happens and we can't really do too much about it. I'll talk about that in another video. Uh, I think it's a shorter topic, but it's also a very important topic. So uh, as you can see, um, a lot of the money that comes in esports really just comes from these people who want to invest in these tournaments. And more so than not, it's brands who want to, uh, who advertise their products. So next up is, I mean, it's a very simple question, but I think like we still need to clarify this one. Is it sustainable to work in the Philippines? And I'd like to make it so that we can work comfortably in the Philippines, but the money here is not as good as you think. Again, this video is going to be me talking about money, 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 but it's important to also kind of to kind of you know keep a wide or keep your eyes open to this fact because without money we can't really sustain ourselves in this industry you think that we would do this out of the love of our hearts yes we would but not always because we also need to sustain ourselves that's the thing so working in the philippines for the majority short term Yes, you can make money short term in the Philippines. I've seen it before. Um, long term, no. We've come a long way though, because the first time I started casting, um, the payment for let's say a day of work, uh, and this is like six to eight hours of work, huh, is four hundred pesos, three hundred actually, even at some point, and it was good. I start. I, I was. I started when I was in college. It was a good uh, additional revenue for me. But the more I got, the more the the time that I graduated, the time that I needed money to save up for myself for the future, I wanted more. And that's not me being greedy. That's me being realistic. That this is not a sustainable option. I was able to create some money here and there. Is actually much better now. We have had better rates than we did five years ago, but it still uh, is a long way to go. So the short term, of, short term of it, yes. The long term, no or maybe at least depending on where you are positioned at. Like I would say, the average amount that a talent can get here in the Philippines, and this is localized uh, payment, right? Can range from a thousand pesos to 20,000 pesos. And that is an average. It goes wildly in between. And you know, the one big factor that um, can change is the sponsor. If you know that there's a big sponsor, you know that you can get at least a good chunk of money uh, working for them. Okay, I'll, I'll give myself an example here. I was able to work outside of the country. I won't say where but I was able to to rake in at least six digits worth of income 
for a couple of days of work. And that was probably one of the biggest that I've worked for. And this was outside the Philippines. So that was pretty cool. Uh, inside the Philippines, I was only able to get at least maybe into the 30k range, which is okay. But since again, the work is few and few far in between, it's not enough. Like if you spread that to the weeks that you're to the days that you have not been working, you could have still have gotten more if you were just working in a regular desk job. So don't get like amazed. Oh, damn, Astra, you're getting like a 30K range in the Philippines. That's already good. If I'm getting it every day, damn, son. Yeah, <laughs> but no. All right. So again, I'm just I'm just a little bit uh, hyped about this. So again, sustainability in the Philippines is very maybe. Like you can find yourself uh, work that pays good, but it's probably not gonna be always there. But if you can, great for you. But as a shoutcaster, it is very difficult unless you are going for maybe Dota 2 or Mobile Legends. But if you're not, if you're the others that have been tirelessly working for uh, FPS titles like CSGO, like Rainbow Six Siege, you really can't just be a shoutcaster or else you're not going to be able to save up for your future. And that's kind of like a sad reality. I, I I would love to be able to shoutcast Smash, Super Smash Ultimate uh, nonstop and, you know, earn enough to save up. And that would be the dream for me as of the moment, but it's not happening, you know, or maybe even League of Legends. League of Legends is in such a weird situation nowadays where you think that it's it's super strong but at the same time it's not really for those who are inside the industry i'll probably talk about that uh in a different video so uh again for the short of it um you can't really sustain yourself working in just our country you have to try to branch out into the other ones but here's the thing it is also pretty cutthroat to work in other countries because the only real edge that we have working in other countries is that we can shoutcast in English. Uh, that's probably that's the only reason why you're gonna get hired anyways to go outside the country. Maybe aside from you being a really good talent, right? Is that you can talk or you can speak in the in this particular language, but newsflash, Southeast Asian countries also know other Southeast Asian countries also know how to speak in English. It might not be um, the most clearest of accents. Um, that's maybe why they're still going to the Philippines because I feel the Philippines has one of the clearest English accents out there. But there are those who get into the industry in their own countries and they have great English accents, like not British accents, but you know, English in general, where everybody can uh, understand them. And this is what uh, tournament organizers and sponsors want is just to be for you to be clear, concise and informative as a shoutcaster. So it's awesome, right? Um, so I'll, I'll just probably talk about the rates. Cause I was, I'm looking at my talking points as my third talking point is how do I start earning? It's pretty easy. You just find work and then you get paid, right? So here, here we are. We're going to talk about how much do you really earn as a shotcaster? Now, I think this was said to me a year or two years ago that the average shotcasting fee 
at least in terms of dollars in the international rate is 300 us dollars and that is roughly around 15,000 pesos here in the uh, philippines but you can't expect everybody to pay that much of, amount of money when you're going to be working in the philippines right so you have to at least lower your expectations but if, at least if you do get that international gig you have a little bit of that understanding that oh okay i can actually at least um haggle around 300 dollars uh, per day of work um uh, you can also have all right so for the philippines now there's also probably the average that we're talking about in terms of shoutcasting fee can range from three thousand pesos to ten thousand pesos average maybe let's get let's give an average of seven thousand pesos that is probably the average professional rate that you can go for right now if you're not as established as the shoutcasters that you know of as of the moment like uh, me wolf manjin shinbu the other ones that you see from the nationals you might not get as a big of a rate so try to at least you know work within your limits and then you can build up as your uh, portfolio also builds up so that's always something you, you can't reach as high because people will say are you really that worth it and when you're not or uh, let's say that you get uh, a 10,000 peso gig your first shoutcast ever holy crap i am so good right now you do your you do your shoutcast you're a total noob you flunk and then this tournament organizer is one of the biggest and they say never gonna work with you again and they say to other tournament organizers don't work with this guy he just rakes it in for the money no you have to be at least a little bit um realistic with your perf uh, with your ability to do stuff um people might not like it when you oversell yourself so please at least you know work within reason uh but here's the thing all right so there's other things that you can also try to work out from uh asking for money the more that you work in esports or freelancing the more that you understand that there's a lot of types of payment that you can go for where you have your regular talent fee wherein maybe you you have a talent fee where you have to be paid like uh 3, pesos for eight hours but then you extend to nine hours 10 hours are they gonna reimburse that hell no so you have to be able to say to them if you're gonna extend my work to nine hours 10 hours i want an additional 500 pesos per hour and then you can also talk about your uh, tr your transportation fee your food fee your um accommodations if you're going to be shoutcasting from somewhere far there's a lot of things that you can actually uh not really make money of but you can ask the term organizers to pay for them so that you don't have to pay for them and in turn you save money and earn and you, you because you save money you actually earn that money back so um, we've had times where an organizer actually paid for everything for transportation for food for accommodations and this happens a lot in international casts where you just get the whole shebang it def it differs um, depending on the tournament but it's al almost always the same treatment so that's always pretty cool anyways um that's about it for this episode i'm not sure how long i've been talking oh my gosh it's been 20 minutes so anyways a quick conclusion guys esports definitely has its high points but it's not for everybody remember that being successful in anything you gain the most as the ones on top so the more that you work here the more that you get recognized the better your chances are for getting opportunities there's also a lot of competition that you have to work around but if you're able to at least get a good chunk of work or a stable amount of work then that is good for you but a lot of us 
really still struggle within this field. And the big kind of conclusion I just want to talk about here is that don't put yourself into that one basket. Don't think that when you get into esports, when you get your first shoutcast, your first stream of consistent work, that it's already going to be that for the end of the days. Don't ever believe that, guys. You have to always try to get something uh, else out there. And um, whether it's trying to start a business or getting into another industry, you have to keep your eyes open to the opportunities that can it can you know create a more stable future for you anyways thank you guys for watching and i'll see you on the next one for the third episode of symbols of shoutcasting i'll create a playlist on my youtube channel so you can check it out at www.youtube.com slash gaming and heck if you want to uh, you want to support me you can also read the articles that i post on my uh, website i'm trying to create more traction from a website that is www.asteroidgaming.com Com. I'm just creating some fun tidbits there. I also post my uh, symbols of shoutcasting and my uh, phot uh, photography stills. If you're interested in checking out what I have for my shots, it's uh, it, that will be awesome. Anyways, guys, I'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye.